Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Kat Jones, and today we're recapping January 1st through 6th. You're listening to Queer All Year. Hey, y'all. Kat's back with my sound producer, Mig G. Yo, whatever. And in case you didn't listen to our intro, Queer All Year is a daily history podcast inserting the queer agenda into all history textbooks. Today is January 6th, 2020, and our next episode drops tomorrow. That's right. Now, I want to say at the top, what we're not going to address are days when people were born or when they died. We want to highlight the contributions they made to history. Speaking of people who have made contributions to history, we have two more interviews lined up that I'm really excited for you guys to hear. And I've also decided that I'm going to interview some really big names, but I think I'm going to put them behind the Patreon wall. So if you want to hear them, you're going to have to go find Queer All Year on Patreon.com. Now what we're going to talk about this week is actually a whole week instead of individual episodes because we kind of didn't drop between the 1st and the 6th. We will be dropping every day after this. Now what I want to talk about first, even though it's not first in the timeline, is I want to talk about Ricky Gervais. And that's probably a topical topic, but I'm going to talk about it. So today is the Golden Globes, as we're recording. And as far as I know, Ricky Gervais has not stepped down from his hosting job as the Golden Globes host or whatever. Um, And people are kind of up in arms about it. I don't really understand because I don't understand why people like the Golden Globes. I don't understand why people like Ricky Gervais. But that's a big thing in the media. I wanted to mention it because it's happening today in history. Okay, so those of us that don't know our longitudes and latitudes, uh, what, what did Ricky Gervais do? Uh, well, Ricky Gervais, for the past five years, has hosted the Golden Globes. And also, I think he was on the British version of The Office. And he's just generally not funny, I think. And so what he did, I think back in December, he tweeted a fairly homophobic tweet. And people have been calling for him to step down ever since. Uh, I'm not really, I've read the tweet. I'm not going to add it to our history book by reading it here. But it's the kind of thing that makes you tilt your head and squint your eyes and go, what on earth do you think you were trying to say right there? So... He's been defending it as, oh, it was a joke. It was a joke sent to a joke Twitter account. And it's just like, can you just, like, not call it a joke? Can you just maybe apologize? Maybe? I mean, even Kevin Spacey apologized in a weird way. You know, he did the whole, I'm sorry, cocaine is crazy. I might have done it. I'm probably gay. Like, you know, that's an apology that we're going to talk about later. Uh, whenever that happened in history because oh boy that's my favorite apology in the history of the world Ricky Gervais you could have topped it but you didn't so I think you're still hosting tonight and I'm not watching for the record I don't know why Ricky Gervais keeps being picked to host anything but I'm happy to hear a rational argument as to why he's considered funny hit me up on the social meds without being a troll now that we've gotten that out of the way, I'm going to go back and do last week in chronological order from January 1st through 6th. Unfortunately, 2020 started out not how we would want, but kind of how we would expect. 
Dustin Parker of Oklahoma was a trans man who was found in the driver's seat of his taxi shot multiple times. He was only 25 years old. And we're not sure if the murder was motivated by his being trans, but we do believe he is the first trans person to be murdered in 2020. So we have already started off the year with those bad statistics. He was a pillar of the queer community in his hometown of McAllister. He founded his city's Oklahoma's for Equality group. He helped create the city's first pride parade, which took place in October 2019, which coincidentally is when Topeka's Pride Month happened. Dustin was ripped from his wife and four children. Their lives will never be the same. We'll post a photo of Dustin on our Instagram and probably in our Facebook group. Now, I would like to say that this year's podcast and probably every year's podcast and probably our lives in general are dedicated to the transgender family across the world. We'll try to report every single time we hear of a murder, but I'm absolutely positive we won't hear about many of them. Please tweet or message us to let us know when we miss someone. We want to say their names and make sure they're part of history. Now, a side note, the Human Rights Campaign says that only 150 victims of trans violence have died from 2013 to the present, and I'm not going to go into how I feel about that, but that's just something to think about. Unfortunately, there's not really a happy way to transition from that to January 2nd, but I'm going to try. Alexander Henry was the official geographer and explorer of the Canadian fur trading business called Northwest Company, which, by the way, how do I become an official explorer of anything? That sounds awesome. In 1801, his journal records an encounter with an indigenous person, which we now know to be Two-Spirit. It's one of the last written accounts as recognition, acknowledgement, and the general Two-Spirit tradition was systematically erased from existence by the end of the 1800s. His journal entry is obviously a little behind the times, but it reads, This person is a curious compound of man and woman. He is a man both as to his members and his courage, but pretends to be womanish and dresses as such. His walk and mode of sitting, his manners, occupation, and language are those of a woman. It's unfortunate that we don't know more about the two-spirit tradition. I know that the Chicago Legacy Walk has a few details about two-spirit traditions, but other than that, there are very few accounts of it. January 3rd, speaking of Chicago... Let's move to Illinois in 1962, when it becomes the first state to repeal sodomy laws and decriminalize homosexuality. Now, Illinois has always been seen as one of the most progressive states in terms of queer rights, but that statement has to be tempered by the fact that conversion therapy wasn't banned until 2015, and then was essentially unbanned by their Supreme Court when it ruled the ban didn't apply to religious leaders, who, you know are generally the ones who do it. So, moving on to January 4th, in 1750, Bruno Lenoir, 20 years old, and Jean Dio, 40 years old, were arrested for having consensual sex in public. The prosecution, or let's be honest, the persecution, openly and proudly said that they wanted to make the men a public example to discourage others from committing criminal sodomy. 
The couple was later burned at the stake, but we'll address that way more in depth on July 6th, the date of their execution. They were the quote-unquote last people to be executed in France due to sexual orientation. But let's move forward to January 5th, 1974, when there was an awesome act of screw you to the establishment. You may have heard of the Brunswick Four, or you may not have. I actually hadn't until I researched this. So the Brunswick Four were four very awesome lesbians who were tired of being hit on by males at the bar they were at. So Adrian Potts, Pat Murphy, Sue Wells, and Heather Byer Elizabeth decided to get up and perform a parody of I Enjoy Being a Girl, a song by Rodgers and Hammerstein. The four women changed the words to I Enjoy Being a Dyke, which has to be better than anything Rodgers and Hammerstein ever wrote, and I've often been called a disgusting thespian, so I think I know what I'm talking about. Possibly the best verse is still relevant today. When I see a man who's sexist and does something I don't like, I just tell him that he can f*** off, I enjoy being a dyke. The bartender went typically cishet on them and asked them to leave. When they refused, they were arrested. The treatment they received at the hands of the police was horrible. It was so bad that one of the best attorneys in the country decided to take on the case pro bono because she was so outraged at how they were treated. But we will go into that trial way more in depth in the future. For now, let's go to January 6th, 2015 in Florida. And actually, for once, Florida is doing something good. As a result of the case of Brenner v. Scott, the Florida Supreme Court ruled that marriage equality was legal in Florida. Of course, this ruling came only months before the June 26th, 2015 ruling of the United States Supreme Court which legalized same-sex marriage in all 50 United States. Wow, that was a lot. I'm glad this is the only time we have to do six days in one day. Well, you've got to remember that we have the rest of the week to finish. Oh, crap. Well, in the meantime, we'll be on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Queer All Year Pod, so you can follow our mental breakdowns there. Now, I do have to say that our Twitter is still locked for some reason, so I've created a new one. You can search for Queer All Year Podcast. The actual Twitter handle is queer underscore all underscore year, which I really don't like. Um, You can join our Facebook group, Queer All Year Fam, which is going to be lit. It's going to be so much fun. We also have a website, queerallyearpod.lgbt, where you will find all of our updates, links to our social media, links to our Patreon and PayPal. And as I mentioned before, Patreon is going to have interviews with some of the coolest people out there right now, so you're going to want to jump on that as soon as possible. Well, that wraps up our first episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And remember, we're all making history together every day. You're important and we love you.